Jan has been good enough to join us this morning. Morning, Jan. Good morning, Julian. Great to have you on the program. And uh, I was going to say, welcome back to Australia. When was the last time you were here? Actually, it wasn't that long ago. I was here in May, uh, but up until then, you know, because of COVID, it's been gosh, two eighteen since before then. So, what, what, when you think Australian Open, what, what are the memories that, apart from winning it a couple of times? What are the, the memories that come flooding back for you? Well, it's all you know. You always want to win your national open. You know, it seems like everything as a kid, you always want to do that. So the memories were great. The last one I won, my mum was caddying. It was the first and only time she caddied for me, and <laughs> and uh, so it was really um, a fun experience. Plus, I won in a playoff. It was a you know a perfect scenario. They had Pat Bradley from Australia, from America, was over with Nancy Lopez and all some big famous names, and so I won in a playoff against an American. So. It was really fun to be in my hometown in Sydney, and so I had big galleries, and it was that was really a special moment. It's an extraordinary photo we saw on uh, online this morning of uh, the first Women's Australian Open, and the shot of a player teeing off, and behind her was a washing machine. It's fair. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair to say women's sports come a fair way since since the early seventies. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, it really has. You know, I've been out at the event every every because it's driving me crazy not playing. And they asked me to play, and I went, "No, I really shouldn't play." But it's been really hard watching. <laughs> but uh, because it's it has come so far. I mean, you know, we talked about the first few times we were like setting our own pins and our own tees, and and uh, to see it now we're equal to the men. I mean, it, it and it's it's really actually a really good testament to Australia that they're so far ahead of everybody else. You know, we did a little bit of it in Japan when we played mixed events, but the, uh, Australia's really taken a step ahead. You know, they started with the Vic Open. I remember winning the Vic Open in the 70s as well. And in, and I, I just think that's the future of golf. I don't understand why there's all this fighting when we're all, you know, we, we're all for the, the best of getting golf in a, in a better place. Yeah, so it's the first time we've done this with the Australian Open, the men and women playing at the same time. We've also got the All Abilities Championship going on at the Australian Open. It seems like, yeah, like you, Jan, most people think it's a really good step forward. It's the way to go. But why do you think this is definitely the way to go with, with some big tournaments around the world and particularly here in Australia? Well, I tell you what really was interesting to me was Billie Jean King came and spoke to the LPGA in America back late 70s and she said you know why you all aren't together as as one organization just like we are with tennis because she said over the years you might have a a male carrying it um and you still get the galleries and it's still you know all tennis and then then as the williams sisters came along you know and i talked to her later on they carried the tour so sometimes there'll be a superstar and it, it really helps because you're getting to see the young players as well. And one of the things that was interesting to me yesterday was I could actually sit in the bleachers and instead of having to follow just one group, I could see, you know, one group of the the males come up and then the next group were women. And so you got to see a huge difference in the way they had to play the hole. And it it actually really was eye-opening for me how great it was. Talk to Jan Stevenson, Australian golfing great. She's here for the Australian Open, of course, the men and the women playing at the same time for the first time across Victoria Golf Club and Kingston Heath. So, Jan, you mentioned it, it was done, it's been done a little bit in Japan. We're doing it here. Can you see it happening in other parts of the world, particularly, you know, in Europe and, and in America? I think they're definitely going to follow this. Everybody's been looking to see how it would go. I think the next step, I mean, I tried to talk to them about this, was 
getting tees, different tees, because you know when you play amateur golf and, and certainly at the clubs, depending on how you play, yep. you, you know, you pick those tees. Because I, I said the only reason I didn't play was that I wanted forward tees for a senior. And they went, oh, no, we couldn't do that. And it's like, why? I mean, we do it at, at golf every single day. That's what we talk about, how great the game is, because you can handicap. And if I was hitting in a similar club to the greens, I would certainly feel like I, I'm competitive. I think that's going to be the next step. And I know that America's looking at it very closely, especially with what's happening with Liv, that I think the PGA, I mean, it makes sense to me that the LPGA should go and, and join with the PGA. Sure. It's certainly been a controversial year in, in golf with everything that's happening with Liv. It's divided the golfing world. What have you made of it? Well, you know, I've been to both events. I, 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 I go to a lot of PGA events, and we have one in, in my hometown in America in Tampa. So I spend, I, I'm spend i very close with the, the organizers of it. And I've been to a live event, and they're two totally different things, but they are starting to get closer together. I noticed that you know, here at the Australian Open, you've got a kid's area for them to play. You've got all, you've got like the central area with all the food trucks and a, a stage. And you need to have that anymore. You need to have it where it's entertaining for every part of the family, for everybody, even if they're not golfers. And Liv certainly brought that out. I mean, when you go to a Liv event, you hear music all day long across the golf course. And, and it's totally, you know, it's a lot more relaxed crowd and a, and a lot younger crowd, which is what we're trying to do to help golf anyway. And I think the PGA Tour made a huge mistake in acting like the big bully. I think they should have just sat back and kind of, you know, been the, you know, the big organization, the bigger person and said, well, let's see if we can work this out together. Because eventually I think they have to. I was going to say, where's it going to end up? Are they going to come together and work this out? And if so, how long is that process going to take, do you think? Well, I think PGA Tour has still put their foot down. And so I think they have to... I think there's going to be a few lawsuits before they actually calm down, <laughs> unfortunately. And it's really sad to see. You know, I mean, I think this could have been worked out before it's got to this stage. I can't see it coming together pretty quickly. I think it's going to be a slow process. And it's an exciting time uh, for Australian golf, both in the men's, obviously what Cam Smith did this year and, uh, you know, number three in the world now. But our women, we've got so much depth of talent across our women, and you can see it in the leaderboard uh, in this tournament so far, some of our, our great women right up the top. Who, who really excites you from an Australian point of view uh, in the women and the men's golf at the moment? Well, obviously, Minji and, and Hannah have had great years. Um, Minji Lee winning a new Open was a huge breakthrough, and, and uh, it was wonderful to see. Um, Curry's done a great team with the junior golf. She, you know, she helps with that. So, but there's so much, so much depth, and I think that everybody now in America knows that. I mean, they're actually courting a lot of us Aussies to be at, in the colleges because they they have such good bones. You know, they've they've just got this great DNA with, and so it's really fun to see. And it used to be people go, oh, you're an Australian golfer, like it was strange. And now they're like, oh, Aussie golfers are great, you know. And so it's really changed. And I, I, the fun part for me is when, when they do come overseas that, you know, they spend a lot of time with the other Aussies. You know, the kids will come see me or a curry. And, and the same with Cam is now, you know, a lot of golfers will come to him. And it's really nice because we try to stick together. I mean, if ever there's an Aussie in the field and I don't even know them, I'll run up and go, hey, I'm an Aussie. <laughs> so it's, it's, we're getting a great reputation for such a small country, a small population anyway. How much golf are you playing these days? Not that much. You know, I own a golf course, which means you don't play any. <laughs> and, uh, and 
plus I have, uh, you know, my own line of uh, liquor and, and wine, so that keeps me pretty busy as well. But the golf course has been really fun. It's, um, you know, I, I honor the, the blind and disabled golf, so we I do clinics once a month for them. I do a lot of, I still hit balls a lot and send my swings to my coach in Australia, but I don't get much chance to play. I, I, I'm going to play the senior tour again next year because it might be my last year. Jan, you sound, and we had you on uh, This Is Your Sporting Journey earlier this year, you sound as busy as you've ever been. It's, I'm actually busier, and it's really <laughs> funny because every, I, well, I keep saying to my family, you know, I'm going to retire here, and they go, when are you going to retire? You know, we built, we're building me a granny flat at my family's um, property, and they're like, are we building an empty building? <laughs> it's never going to get used. So I know I'm just like, I'm like, I think the thought that it was a granny flat upset me so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, well, we'll just leave it a while. Now you, well, you sound a lot younger than you are, and you seem like you've got energy of uh, someone that's far younger than you actually are. So don't worry about the, the whole granny flat thing. Yeah, thanks. Because you know when I went on the tour, all the girls, my nickname is Nana, and at first I used to be so upset. <laughs> But now it actually is appropriate. <laughs> now, the weather's been ordinary in Melbourne, Jam, but it looks like uh, today and over the weekend you've brought some of your, your weather from Florida with you. I hope so, because I've been very cold the last couple of days. So um, I'm looking forward to getting out there in some a bit summery clothes. And now looking at this field, uh, you mentioned uh, you know, some of the women at the top. You know, Grace Kim's at the top at the moment. Steph Kirikou's having a great uh, second round. You mentioned uh, Hannah Green as well. Uh, who, who do you like in this tournament? Well, Hannah's playing really well, and I think she, she always plays well when she comes home, which I love. And there might be a little bit too much pressure on Minji, but she, I played. I watched her play a few holes yesterday, and the golf course is very tricky. You know, if you get on the wrong place of it, of the, where the pin is, it's really hard to get up and down, and she struggled a little bit there, but she still came back well. Um, and, I'm, and I always go for the oldies. I mean, Kari gets mad when I call her that now, but she <laughs> plays on our senior tour, so I guess it works. But I, I'm always, you know, looking for Kari and Laura Davies with their good friends to, to play well. But I, I, I'm still picking Hannah. And finally, we're very proud of our courses here in Melbourne, particularly on the sand belt. Where do you rate them compared to, you know, some of the great courses you've played around the, around the world? Well, I always put Australian courses way up there. You know, when I did, when I was on the rating committee, you know, I always put them ahead. And and I got to play Victoria in the pro am, and I was I was so impressed. I mean, I, I was taking pictures all day long because I do um, I do renovation work with with the dyes now um, with Cynthia Dye, and it's. I just I'm so impressed with how the bunkering's done, and I get a little tired of the the American courses being everything's carried in the air. You know, everything is is wet and the ball doesn't run off into the rough or run off on the greens. And so if, if you hit it long and high, you've got a huge advantage here. You really have to, to think and play your ball. I mean, the, the sand belt courses in Melbourne are, are just, they, they live up to their reputation and, and the Victoria is in such fantastic shape. I'm going to go watch, look at Kingston Heath today and I know it'll be just as good. Absolutely. Jen, fantastic to have you back in Australia. It's a great tournament, uh, the men and the women playing at the same time. Hopefully we'll get huge galleries on the weekend. Take, thanks for taking some time out to speak with us this morning. Oh, it's great to talk to you again, Julian. Thanks.